So you do some self-narrating as well. I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) Welcome to the show. This is my show. Thanks for tuning in. Here it comes again. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How's it going? What's up, man? What's going on? I have Nicholas, James Dodd. Yes, sir. D-O-D-D. Actually, there's an, there's an Alexander in there, too. Is there really? That. I got two middle names. Whoa. But I try to keep it down bring, to one. Bring it on in here. All right. So you technically have four names? Yeah. Uh, the full thing doesn't even fit completely on my uh, license. It cuts off one little. And legal documents? Yeah. It cuts off at the R in Alexander, so it's Alexande. Sounds more exotic. Could you just shorten it to Alex, though? I mean, I guess. (laughs) Just because? I do love your theme, man. I do do that high note part every time in the car when I listen. Yeah? I got that Bon Jovi falsetto once in a while. Yeah? Maybe. Is it comfortable? No. (laughs) (laughs) Once at a blue moon? Yeah. (laughs) When I'm absolutely alone. I've been able to wrangle it in more so in recent years, but it's still kind of spotty. Sometimes it's very, very crackly, and sometimes it actually sounds pretty good, but uh, it's <laughs> I can't call on it all the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just try really hard, and sometimes you don't even care how it sounds. You're just like, I'm having fun with it. I don't know. I usually do care to the point where... <laughs> well, you're a vocalist. If, if I don't like the way it sounds, I immediately... Even if you know I'm just by myself in my truck or something, I... I just stop. I'll just enjoy it and listen to it. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. I'll be like quiet. Bark over it. All right, Nicholas. What is your age, and what do you currently do for a living? I am 28 years old, and currently I deliver wholesale rims. Uh, to, rims? Yeah. To uh, shops. Like 28s? Sometimes. <laughs> I del- No, man. I delivered a uh, 30-inch set of rims one to one client, and- the Buckner side of Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and a kind of questionable area, depending on who you are and what area you're in. Right. <laughs> but it was thirty in- a set of 30-inch, and it was plated with 24-karat gold. Wow. Those had to have been a little expensive. I mean, why? Wholesale, they were five grand a piece. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I'm like... Wow, man. <laughs> That's this- a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> This is why you're not going to be able to move out of this neighborhood, man. I mean, <laughs> like, you're, you're buying wheels like you're this. essentially. That's like that would be my house at that point. That's <laughs> I can't justify. You putting just gotta that shake your head sometimes. Like, all right. I mean, if you have the money to do it, hey. Just, in a way, I, I wish I wish that I had that kind of money where I could just think, oh pff, fuck yeah. Hey, there's just throw some five thousand dollar rims or one five thousand dollar rim. <laughs> just keeping my job alive, I guess. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, so you do you, you what is it? It's uh, I deliver wholesale rims to uh, shops. It's okay. just all over DFW, Fort Worth, sometimes you know outskirt cities. But yeah, uh, it's not a it's not an absolutely exciting job. Sometimes there's some cool perks like uh, events we throw. Yeah, we like uh, have car events. I want to say names, but I'm really trying. <laughs> I should, probably shouldn't. No, that's fine. <laughs> I will say one thing. I did meet at one point. I delivered a set of wheels to uh, what's the guy on the Gas Monkey show where he left? 
I don't. Even, I've never even seen it. Not once. Aaron. Oh man, his name was Aaron. Monkey. Aaron Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a terrible last name. Hi, I'm Mr. Monkey. <laughs> oh, I have such an old man laugh already. Hello, Mr. Monkey. Here are your rims. <laughs> now drive, monkey. Drive. That almost came out like a little Mitch Hedbergish. I haven't listened Hello, to him in Mr. a long Hello, Mr. Monkey. Time. Here are your rims. <laughs> it does sound like... Oh, 24 carats. That also sounds a little Chris ish Yeah, yeah. He's got that same kind of whatever. I think his his has kind of changed over the years, I believe. Either way, he was, he's It was a little funny. bit more exaggerated, I think, in his earlier stand-up. It was, yeah. It was a little out there. I, I can't even think of a line. You know? he, he had... What up, I'm Topher. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, a workaholic. <laughs> Sup, guys? <laughs> Do you guys like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good impression. (laughs) I can't think of anything off of that either. That was my show, though, man. I'm usually pretty good with lines, but I I just did not commit any of those to memory. (laughs) Might be a good thing. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, I need to save space for more important things. I commit too much of my memory to references. (laughs) I do, too. It's kind of uncool. I think I need to replace some of my references. Uh, You mentioned on your podcast intro... Your mom's name is Tanya, though people would say Tanya, and she hated it. (laughs) Do you share that same kind of distaste if people call you Nick instead of Nicholas? It's interesting you bring that up. I was just talking to Desiree about it uh, not too long ago. Whenever I personally think of anybody named Nick in the legal sense, I just picture frat boy just... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's your actual What's up? I'm Nick. I like to play football and screw. <laughs> That's what I think about when I think of a legally named Nick. And I'm like, Nick- Nicholas sounds more refined and mature. Right. I, and mature. I, I guess I, I have that tendency with people like Timothy and Nicholas and Michael. I tend to have a habit of shortening. Michael. You know? Timothy. Would you like me to call you Timothy? It just sounds very elementary. Timothy. Timothy. Hello, Timothy. <laughs> Mr. Timothy Monkey. <laughs> Let's call back. To monkey. To monkey. To monkey. Maybe I observe people saying their own name or pay attention to what other people call them before I just assume that it's okay to call Michael Mike. Just depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. And I don't mean to hurt any Nick's feelings out there. (laughs) I'm super sorry. It's not about you. It's my mental way of going. It's not you. It's me. Exactly. I was just curious about that. And and I've never heard Tanya before. Yeah, neither have I. It's very It's been very the only weird. person. It is weird. I've always thought it was weird. Even as a kid, I'm like, just say Tanya. Everyone's doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing it. You gotta be different. Uh, your podcast co-host is your fiance, Desiree. How long have you two been together? It's been It's a been a year and a It has something? been a year, yeah. It was a year on January 3rd. Okay. Uh I asked her in September, about mid-September, mm-hmm. when we went out of town, asked her at Garden of the Gods. I mentioned it to a lot of people, but I'm, you know what? I'm proud of that. Because <laughs> as I was telling you when I first got in, I was 19 and that proposal was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a good one. Uh, ne- neither is the decision of marrying somebody that wasn't yeah. a good one either. The, uh, the thought itself might not be the best, you know? Well, what's cool is that me and my ex-wife have such a dynamic where- we're adults and we're both products of divorce. And so when we divorced, we were like, yeah, you know what our parents did to us? Let's, why don't we not do that to our kid? Yeah. 
it took a little bit of time because, you know, there's always that period of adjustment when you go through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, But once you get to the end when you're both adults and you're almost in a friendship status again, mm-hmm. it really works out, especially for the kid. Yeah. It's really rewarding. Like I can, it's fun hanging out with them. And I like that my kid can see both of her parents together Sure. in that type of sense. Yeah, that would make a huge difference, you know, just only having one or if it was just not cordial and then you kids can develop a, just a distaste, I guess, for one side or the other. If, mm. you know, living with mom and mom's always talking shit about dad and then yeah. just, that was, that just was so how happens I grew up. when dad shows up that he's he's almost living up to the, the name that she's given him. Uh, I don't know. I because kids are so impressionable, I would imagine you they're really, sponges. Yeah, you really, sponges. really have to pay attention to how you're acting and mm. what stuff you're putting in their brains. That's kind of what the benefit is to overthinking sometimes. Yeah, you think you, sometimes it's for your win, and you're like, okay, I, I did good with that situation. Yeah, there was a no. I lost the thought. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> you got to hold on to it. It, it all, they all have helium bo- uh, boons, baboons, <laughs> balloons tied to them. <laughs> They'll just fly away at any given second. Since your podcast name is paying homage to your momage, I assume you have many stories that about her that you'll probably share. Oh, of course. Like, um, do you have any that you'd be willing to share today? That's not going to take away from. Oh, not <laughs> take at all. Away from your own. She'd be proud if I'm using stories to exploit <laughs> she'd be like she'd be like glad you're smart and glad you're being positive about the things that are reality now that's how she'd be about it for real it's hard to think of a story just like straight off hand i do know that we were yeah well we can try to pinpoint like a maybe a happy memory or a inspiring oh you know what something. Uh, i got one it's absolutely stupid and that's why it's awesome perfect uh since around junior year and senior year in high school, sometime around there, I started really taking an interest to filmmaking, but okay. I wouldn't call what I did for YouTube filmmaking. <laughs> it's it, it's it a, was, a YouTube yeah. filmmaker. Is. I mean, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I think that I may have said my username on YouTube back then was Zebra Circus. <laughs> Exactly. A circus full of zebras? Yeah. In the audience, in the ring, <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> By Mr. Monkey. <laughs> I'm going to kill that super quick. But yeah, my formula to coming up with that username was I was sitting there with my buddy Alex. And we were just watching YouTube videos together. And he was like, what would be a good name for this channel to upload this stupid video we just made to? We were, I was like, I don't know. I re- it's tricky. And he was like, well, what do all these successful YouTubers have in common? I'm like, ah, you got me. He said, they all have really random usernames. True. So yeah. I was, he was like, can you think of one? And I really just sat there and thought of literally the most random shit I could. And I was like, Zebra Circus, <laughs> nothing to pull from it. Just yeah, entered just my brain in. on its own terms. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what's happening now. Run with it. But, uh, Looping that into a good memory with mom, one day I had this idea. I was the video is called Random Idiocy. Okay. It's around a minute long. And my mom is just holding my I filmed everything with the webcam on my laptop. Nice. So I, quality is yeah. great. <laughs> Scorsese all the way. When was this? What year? Do you Oh man. Do you I know? was uh probably like two thousand eight. Okay. 
at the earliest. She, I had her hold it, start out off by holding it. She didn't know what I was doing uh-huh. yet. Went into her room, handed her the laptop, and I go, hey, I'm going to start recording. Just go with what I'm about to do. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> Giving me the mom look. Yeah. Okay. And so I had the bathtub filled up in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, jeans, shirt, typical high school dude, casual wear. Yeah. And I just got into the bathtub like that. Full of water. Because fuck it. I do what I want. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I I didn't have the most friends in school. <laughs> I was I was so weird. I'm still very weird, but in a different we, way. <laughs> we're all weird in our ways. Uh, I dig it. <laughs> That's for sure. And so I'm, I'm in there and I'm just like, you just hear from far away since she has the laptop. Mom! What? Come here, I gotta show you something. And she's like, ah, oh, and just leads the laptop into the bathroom. Keep in mind, folks, this was in 2008, but this is a quote from my mom. She turns the camera around and I'm in the bathtub and she's like, what are you doing in the bath? Oh my God, you're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and then my stepmom shouted from the back. You can't say that. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you can't say that on the internet. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All on the video. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause editing wasn't a concept at that age. Yeah. And she was like, she turned the laptop back on herself and she's like, the boy, I did not teach him how to be an idiot. <laughs> and then camera just turns back around on me and, and I just go, I was laughing. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> the video stops there. <laughs> Random idiocy. And you want to know the most fucked up thing about that is out of all the videos I really put a lot of work and energy into for people to watch yeah. and getting disappointed really hard. Of all my videos, that one has the most by far. <laughs> funny, funny gets it. Funny wins. The rest of them were supposed to be funny. <laughs> Oh. That one was just ra- <laughs> that one. That, that was that was that was natural. It wasn't planned out. You just went with you just went with it. I'm just right? like, hey, take this. Yeah. Sometimes that, it was just that random like, though. That's like going with your gut. The yeah, random, I guess so. The random gut. That's a better way to look at it. Random gut go. Maybe that maybe the vibe was was more natural hmm. since everything you know she obviously didn't know there was no planned acting or anything. So she was really good at going with things sometimes. Sometimes she would just question it too much, but a good mother should. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. It's probably one of the funniest that comes to mind. Let's see. I don't have a ton of stuff, but I've got some stuff. Uh, Not that I'm wanting to do a 180 on this subject, but being that your mom has passed and being that I haven't personally lost a parent, I'm curious to know how uh, grieving has been for you with losing a parent. Oh man. Well, you know, when she passed, it was hard because uh, to paint the best picture, there's like an eerie parallel between how mom actually passed and the very beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill, mm-hmm. whenever he was in the hospital and his mom was laid up in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. That was almost the same scenario. I was at my grandmother's house, home hospice. She was in one of those beds. Right. And uh, it was, you know, shaved head. She was really withered. Almost to, it's a point of boniness that you couldn't even imagine. Right. I mean, right. cancer is crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get it until you've seen it in front of you. Yep. And it was just, luckily I took off work at the right time because uh, I was able to be there in her actual final moments. 
and again, Peter Quill even saw his mom flatline. Mm. And I watched her take her last breaths. It felt good to be there for that. But it does something to you, man. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Especially when, you know, since, since she was married to two different men, my biological father having a certain relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was the constant in my upbringing. Mm. She was the one that was never, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. The rock. Yeah, exactly. But when I was grieving, it was like a few months past. I was living in a house in Plano with five other people. Nice. No. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're going through something, man. Oh, forget roommates. But at the time, it served its purpose. Right. I mean, yeah, it was a certain type of environment. Whenever some months passed, I had a friend from high school. He was in town visiting. This was about tail end at 2017 mm-hmm. no it was more springtime ish in 2018 i think my friend was visiting from los angeles and he said hey uh, i'm gonna be in town i'm like oh dude come over we'll hang out before you go back and i've always wanted to go to la because mm-hmm. i've been in love with film most of my life yeah i commit stupid amounts of memory to it mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't serve me any other than being a walking imdb it might come in handy one day Maybe, <laughs> but, um, you know, we hung out, we did our thing and then he was, and I was like, Hey, when are you going out, uh, back out to LA? Cause he drove in uh-huh. and he was like, Oh, I'm thinking Thursday. And I'm like, hang on. If you wait till Friday, this was on a Wednesday. I was like, if you can wait till Friday, uh, if we drive nonstop to LA, I'll go with you and I'll fly back Sunday. Somehow I was able to pull that off. Nice. And so I could go back to work on Monday. We drove... Straight? Straight. Wow. <laughs> that was rough, man. <laughs> was it 13 or 14? Uh, from here to Los Angeles, it's about a 23-hour oh, drive. Oh, jeez. What am I thinking of? Wow, that's a lot farther. <laughs> but <laughs> even worse than I was thinking, so... Well, I'm used to driving a lot, so I'm like, I've that's that's road I haven't been on. I'm all for it. Sure. And it was exciting, especially like, oh, man, I'm finally going to L.A., this is the most spontaneous shit I've ever done. What's yeah. wrong with me? I'm grieving. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. acting way outside myself. Yeah. But I got to tell you, it was really liberating mm-hmm. to do something like that. And just like, oh, hey, I'm single and I've been divorced for a few. Like, I can do what I want. Yeah. If I want it bad enough. And I started realizing like my own self potential. Not, I didn't realize that till later though. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just a little bit lost. Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Things got a little harder, and uh, just every day was different. A lot of mood swings. Things set you off, uh, or like... Oh, just random triggers. Mm-hmm. Just when it's still that fresh, the littlest things can remind you. Of course. But uh, she... That's just how close we were. Mm-hmm. But about a month went by since I visited L.A., had the time of my life out there. Yeah. Uh, about a month passed and I was like, I asked my best friend at the time, how bad would it be if I just tossed all my shit in a car and moved to Los Angeles? Cause it's always a good idea too. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot through my own mistakes. <laughs> I even told my dad before I left, sometimes a man just has to make his own mistakes. If this is one, it was <laughs> <laughs> cause I moved out there. Burned some bridges doing that, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I did it really quick. Mm. Luckily, I was good at my job, and whenever I wanted to come back home a month later, they were like, 
oh, we could really use you back. You want to raise? We'll give it to you. Just please come back. Nice. <laughs> we need you. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, no, I took it in, uh, when I was still in LA because I was like, things are working out bad here, man. <laughs> I need to come back home. I got child support to pay. I can't fuck around like this. It was a wake-up call for sure. Right. Because uh, they have weird laws out there for like squatting, I guess would be the term. Mm-hmm. If you have like RVs parked in certain spots, you can just... They can't do anything. Okay. Uh, so essentially, I was homeless, just had a nice box. <laughs> okay. It was one of those really old all-in-ones. And what I didn't know was there's two other people in there with me. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> this really small space and there's three of us. One of them's a big boy. Yeah. And I'm like, it gets really hot in here. Smells like balls all the time. Yeah, that's not very <laughs> inspiring. No. And he's like, it's cool. We can just live the nomad nomad lifestyle and just get by with the bare minimum. It's a liberating thing, man. And I was like. For a minute. Yeah. <laughs> doing Postmates for your in- main income. Mm. Nah. <laughs> it was kind of cool. That's more of a for- side gig, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a main gig? But I went to Marina Del Rey. Yeah. And those people have money, dude. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> not for not for Postmate drivers, they don't. <laughs> That's how you keep all of it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we don't tip the help around here. <laughs> there might be some truth to that. But after a month of that, I'm just like, nah, man, I think I'm going to go back home. This is, why did I do this in the first place? Yeah. Like, what? No, I totally went about this wrong. And that's around the time I'm like, dude, I'm out of my mind because I'm grieving. There's a lot of friends I lost because I dropped everything and just left. That's when I started like more self-realizing where I was at. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I tried way too quick to get over this. Mm -hmm. I need to just let it run its course, which was, you know, even now she, she was lost November 10th to 2017 and it's 2020 now in January still hard sometimes yeah like again not as often not as many little things but there's still those trigger memories phrases yeah uh physical objects that are just like (sighs) i miss her yeah like uh even last night i think i texted desiree saying as such Mm -hmm. and all she can do is just be supportive which she's been really good at that's good Mm. it's good to have maybe not a house with five other dudes, but you know, one other. <laughs> it really did pleasant, smell good at that house. Pleasant though. person. <laughs> yeah. There's always incense or some shit like that. <laughs> incense or other <laughs> other herbs. Other herbs. Dude. Other herb. Do you like to smell other herbs? What up, Bob Topher? <laughs> What's up, guys? Is that the vape troll? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he a child molester? Yes, he was. <laughs> and they just ended up hanging out with him. How does he not have a stand-up bit about doing that role? <laughs> he needs to. Maybe it's too close to what how he actually sounds. <laughs> so he's like, no, I don't want people actually thinking I'm a pedophile. <laughs> he's definitely not. <laughs> we were talking about your mom and the grieving process. I promise I'm not trying to dwell in gloom. But have there been any other losses in your life that have had similar effects or a noticeable effect on you? Or is that 
Oh, for sure. That's the uh, uh, unfortunate side of it. Mm. I've dealt with two other unique types of death, and they they certainly dealt me some trauma. Okay. And we don't we don't have to jump into it. I was just curious. Oh, no worries. I've talked about it to plenty of people, but usually it's just you know not on recording. But that's right. fine. That's what I mean. You don't have to go into details or anything. I was just curious uh, overall effect. You know, since you said you're really close with your mom, I don't know. I've been fortunate enough to not, not lose a lot of really close people. Hey, that's you know, just good. grandparents and a couple of friends, but um, not like a best friend or a parent so far, right. or anything in a really horrible way necessarily. So it's just interesting to see how it affects different people. Oh, you know, yeah, if, I get it. Also, it might be uh, something that maybe somebody listens to at some point and it's like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Right, something relatable. Yeah. Relatability, is just as humans, it has a lot of comfort. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hopefully with more positive things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, shortly after I got a divorce, there was my uh, half-brother, Spencer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was... We share our, the same biological father. And, yeah, I was... Shortly after a divorce, I'm grieving that. Right. Because it was really fresh. That was actually a question that I had on here. Yeah. Was it if you could compare a divorce to losing someone, you know, like in a grieving process? Oh, so. it's it's not really comparable, but it is still something you grieve. Mm-hmm. Even if it's... There's a process. Even if divorce is won and on both sides, it's still something that's something you got to adjust to. It's life-changing. Yeah. Even if you both want it. That's the crazy part. Yeah. That's just like shedding skin. You yeah. Dog it. There's dogs here. Nobody knew that. Asher is the worst because <laughs> he barks at everything. And then when he barks, he doesn't stop until he knows for certain that no one is here. But then the other dogs start barking in that time. And then that makes him continue to bark. So it just keeps on going. No barking. Little potato. Uh, sounds like Stella to me. That's Desiree's dog. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's yours too. I'm like, mm, is she though? <laughs> she's really closer to you than she ever could be to me. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we were talking about uh, Spencer. The death. death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you said half-brother. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, I was already grieving the divorce, but in comparison, it's, it feels more minor whenever I got the news. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was like maybe a couple months after that, and then one day I was coming back from getting food. I was staying at a family friend's place, and come back from getting food, Taco Cabana. It's always delicious. Mm-hmm. Still ate that night. <laughs> Cause I love food. I can't. I can't not eat comfort food. Yeah. But when I pulled back in front of the house, I saw her car out front, and I was like, "What is she doing here on a weeknight this late?" And it was in North Richland Hill. She lives in the colony mm-hmm. at the time, and I was like, "This ain't good." I don't know what this is, but my gut, like, my heart was in my butt. Mm-hmm. If you ever heard Basically. that. And so I got in, started trying to eat, and then mom told me that uh, that Heather called her, which is my father's wife would have been my stepmother had he not signed his rights away but uh we still have a relationship it's still a positive one it's just a more unconventional dynamic but it's still positive and she told me that heather called her and that uh spencer was dead and it was because he hung himself oh and it it took everybody by surprise typically as it does right Cause he seemed like one of the happiest person everybody knew. And he, whenever mom just laid that news on me and I can't even remember the initial, almost like 
my memory kind of blocked it out a little bit. Yeah. I remember the memory of her telling me. I don't remember how I actually how took you, it. That, yeah, that I did sense. cry. That's about all I can recall. I can't remember my brain. I think I kind of just shut off. Yeah. I remember when my great-grandma passed away. My mom, we were getting ready to leave. She was leaving for work, and she was going to drop us off at my grandma's house, I think. And I remember her getting a call, and that she was crying, and we called her Nanny. That was our reference to great grandma was nanny hmm. and she since she was crying she was she wasn't really i couldn't understand what she was saying that well and you know it's first thing in the morning kind of still half asleep and she said nanny and it sounded like she said daddy your nanny died last night and i immediately heard your daddy died last night and i was like i am Ooh. processing like what where why was he out where where is he how is he you know what what's going on so it like the whole you know, of course, I was I was very young at that point too. But remembering just that that moment, everything around that is really hard to distinguish. Kind you of know freezes. what was happening. Yeah. Everything so so just just like your you know sh those words entered your head. There's so much processing going on. You just can't remember everything else, or you know, it's just it's like a firestorm in your head or something. Thankfully, on the same Zebra Circus channel, I had a lot of videos that I made with him. Yeah. That the family's actually. They, at the time, they're like, this is so stupid. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Poisoning our son's mind. <laughs> but now they're really grateful. They're like, we're really glad you did those. Yeah. That that feels pretty good. And sometimes I go back and watch them. Mm -hmm. He was a uh, redhead, so had a few ginger puns in there. Okay. <laughs> like, I made a video called The Ginger Genie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> the audio is so bad. <laughs> it's... To my standards, embarrassing <laughs> okay. to look back on, but in a good way, because yeah. we had fun making those and they make me laugh. I don't mm -hmm. know how many other people would. <laughs> I had like my dad, that ginger genie video. My dad had one of those like old big green desk lamps. That's like all long and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this door just opens while I'm taking a shower, but the shower <laughs> random as always. I don't understand myself. <laughs> my past self showers going, but I'm laying in it like a bath. And again, I have all clothes on <laughs> some obsession with fully. fully Look at me. I'm a clown. Baths. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing this right. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of confidence. And the door just swings open. I'm like, what the hell? And you just hear this disembodied voice saying, rub my lamp. <laughs> <laughs> when I say it like this, explaining it, it sounds way weirder. <laughs> You just have to go watch the video. No, don't go watch that video. Yeah, go watch it. I do. You. Yeah, I just rub the top of that stupid, ridiculous desk lamp. He appears with no shirt but a leather jacket. Grants me like swindler genie wishes. Okay. Like I get the bullshit result of a wish. <laughs> right. That's how it usually works, right? With genies? Yeah. It's just, always. Just it's, not the awesome Robin very... Williams one. Yeah, yeah, that one was... That genie's a good guy. Yeah, that was a good genie. <laughs> when I was little, I called him Genie Dave for some reason. <laughs> genie Dave? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that weird? It's that was one of the weird. things my mom really loved about me. It was Genie Dave. She was, and I'm like, why do you love that so much? She's like, because it's so ridiculous. We don't know why you did that. There's got to be. Maybe it's like Gina Davis or something. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it somewhere on TV. Probably. It's stuck in your some head. Some kind of subliminal shit. Yeah. And then there, there was another video I did with him. We did the cinnamon challenge. His mom oh, was yeah? testing me for doing that to him. Wow. 
It was fun, though. He did it first, because, of course, I'm the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying this. Yeah, you're doing this, and we're going to exploit it on YouTube, possibly for money. <laughs> 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 we'll be famous, bro. It's okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he did it first. It was hilarious. Yeah. And then I'm, I started patting him in his back. I'm in the background while he's dying over the sink, throwing my fists in the air like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and so I pat him on the back a few times. And I'm like, you want me to do it to make you feel better? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, you should do it too. And so I did. And I wasn't doing too bad, but I didn't cough so much. I gagged right away. I'm oh, like, yeah. This sucks, man. Why would anybody do this? Yeah, that's why I never tried. <laughs> Not the same thing. Why would somebody do that? Especially when you see videos of other people doing it. I guess maybe it's like a, oh, I can do that. I bet I'm going to be the only one that can do that. <laughs> Either that, or if you're like me, I'm like, I'll do anything to make people laugh. I'm, <laughs> I'll be the next Steve-O. No, I'm not doing that shit. That's extreme. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to dedicate my body to... Uh, I think he's done with that sort of thing. Nah, no, nah, you know what? He's I don't not. think so. <laughs> I haven't seen anything specific in a while, but I'm pretty sure he still has the, the he wild. Hangs out with, he does stunts with for David Dobrik's vlogs on YouTube. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen any of that, I guess. No. Oh. It's, he's a good kid, but it's one of those things where you're like, this guy is 21 and he is stupid rich from doing this YouTube thing. Yeah. And you're just like, I feel bad about myself. <laughs> I want to be rich off YouTube. Ah, it's not about money. YouTube rich. Bitch. But he filmed, the thing is about him, I feel mixed about. He films his own acts of kindness to his circle of friends. Like he gets them cars. Teslas or whatever. He got one of his friends a Lamborghini. Well, that's cute. I'm like, damn, through through the people he was advertising for. I almost said them, but I don't want them to give them the satisfaction. Because <laughs> I don't like that product very much anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel mixed about it because he's doing really cool things. And he's touring colleges now giving away money mm -hmm. to some of these students. Nice. But he's filming it. So I'm like, uh, I, I wonder, get it. I wonder if the, well, I mean, because in one way seeing people do that could bring in more views which in turn brings more money so he can so, it's the cycle of contributing yeah to, he can keep giving if he keeps filming yeah, it. and he's and he's sharing something positive so so you can't knock him too much yeah. but i totally get it yeah it does to me it defeats the purpose by, it's, it's by filming of, something like hey look how nice i am yeah okay but I mean, but at the same time, he I watch his videos and he seems like he's actually got a really huge heart. Yeah, yeah. You, I bet you, he does. you can you can usually see through somebody if it's like a complete act or just yeah, just all for show or whatever. That's why those so, people are more on a temporary status. Yeah, so maybe he's you know maybe he's motivating people to be more uh, 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 sherry, <laughs> sherry with their money. I totally uh, since I usually do a lot of stuff. Beforehand, I usually do my one-second question, uh, one-second answer business, this or that thing. I usually have like 15, but I totally forgot. So <laughs> I was trying to do some at the last minute, and I don't have very many. I have no room to talk about memory stuff. But let's let's go <laughs> let's let's do that real quick. Give me your answer as fast as you possibly can when I tell you but two things. <laughs> like dog or cat? Dog. You win. Okay, there's only a few. <laughs> Travel or relaxing at home? Travel. Car or truck? Car. Candy or chocolate? Chocolate. Video games or movies? Movies. Guitars or drums? Guitars. 
fly or drive? Fly. No, 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 <gasps> no, no, no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you forfeit that answer. Uh, you said fly. That was your first instinct. You're a flyer. Sit or stand? <laughs> Both are shouting at me at the same level. <laughs> stand. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll just say yes. <laughs> okay. Ocean or pool? Ocean. Heads or tails? Heads. Heads it is. Oh, nice. I have a chocolate for you. Yay, I win. <laughs> it's a snowman. It's pretty good chocolate. Hi-ho. All right, that was it. <laughs> was that Kermit? Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog. Hi-ho. Man, I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, that's the best I got. It hurts sometimes. Hi-ho. Oh, I can't Ooh. do it anymore. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. It's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. Let's see. We've we've been in uh, kind of Gloomville. Let's try something different here. I don't want people to cry. I I've been so into podcasting and playing guitar and stuff that I haven't really seen hardly any movies or been to any cool shows much in the past year. Did you happen to come up with any sort of like top ten of anything? Twenty nineteen for twenty nineteen. It's, it's hard to think about. Because I don't go to the movies that often anymore. There was a point where I worked at a theater. Mm -hmm. And once I left that theater, I'm like, why would I ever go to the movies ever again? (laughs) It's so expensive when I saw all this for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't go very often. I I do know that uh, the same day, I believe, that I proposed to Desiree, I'm like, all right, our hotel is in the same parking lot as this theater that's right over here. We got to go see It Chapter 2. I know you're not into horror, but I've been wanting this. I just proposed to you, so this is me. <laughs> Let me have this. This please. is your actual answer. Like I gotta, I gotta. I love you. Please let me have this, because <laughs> I'm a huge it fan. Yeah. I can't read books. I don't know how. I'm just kidding. I don't know how. <laughs> I just can't. I don't have the ability to sit down and commit to reading. It's tough. It is. I try. Especially nowadays. Every now and then I spend money on a book because the thing is, I like the physical aspect of books. It it feels good having books around you. But when you try to actually sit down and read, for me, it's just like, it's like my hands start shaking violently. Like, I can't do this. I have to do something else. body says no. (laughs) My body's physically rejecting the act of reading. Yeah. (laughs) So I got really into the movies because the remakes were something I was making I was looking forward to for a long time. I saw chapter one on my own. I saw that three times in theaters. I was that into it. And I'm like, this Bill Skarsgård fellow, he is, he is something else. A little creepy. He, he, I've watched all the behind the scenes stuff on YouTube, wherever I could find it. Yeah. Like for the first one, they kept the kids separate from Bill during shooting until the day finally came. Oh, (laughs) that they had to be in the same scene. That's pretty good idea. Yeah, it is. Cause he, of course, the director wanted the reaction to be authentic. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. The kid who was Richie, he would like run up on him and like shake his face crazy Pennywise style right in front of him. And he's like scared shitless, this kid, right? That is awesome. And then whenever they yelled cut, Bill was like, hey, I forget the actor's name, but he was like, hey, Jack or something like that. Jack, are you, it's Bill. Are you, like, are you okay? Are you good? And he's like, yeah, what you're doing is awesome, man. What you're doing is really great. <laughs> 
That's good. I'm like, man, that sounds like a rough shoot. <laughs> yeah. But It Chapter 2 was even better because I'm a big Bill Hader fan. Yeah. And I'm like, how great is it that he's in this? He's good at dramatic roles and he, of course, plays a comedian. <laughs> Still haven't seen that. That's unfortunate. It's really good. I question myself sometimes because I, th- I say, no, I haven't seen that yet. And then I realize like a week later, oh, I did see that. <laughs> Why don't I remember a single thing about it? Because your memory is so, But I'm pretty thing. sure that I have not seen that, especially with Bill Hader. I think I would have remembered that. Oh, it's worth it. From what I've heard of Bill on the set of that, not in a negative way or a jerk way, but he did sound a little diva-ish on the set. <laughs> oh, yeah? Which, yeah, I get it. I There was an interview that he had with somebody, and he was talking about how he is pretty specific, with, and it's more of like an anxiety thing, more than... I get that for sure. Being so uncomfortable that it just kind of halts production. So kind of need things to be a certain way. Otherwise, yeah, I get that. you know, but if you don't understand anxiety and how it can actually be a real thing, oh, I, you might think, well, just fucking get over it. I have anxiety. <laughs> but if you've, uh, yeah, I have if you've experienced for it. it, you know. Yeah. I think anxiety has a little bit to do with what I've had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be nervous over s- small things. Mm-hmm. Funny like that. He has done some pretty good movies, though, thinking about anxiety and stuff, because he's good at playing like the same type of dramatic role. Yeah. I remember he did one with Kristen Wiig, I think, called The Skeleton Twins. That was a downer movie, man. Did not see that one. Uh, It came out a while ago. And see, I'm sitting here trying to think more about 2019 films I've seen, but it's mostly a blur. Was Endgame last year? I don't know. I'm so behind on Marvel. I've only seen the, the first Thor Oh no! <laughs> first Thor, first two Iron Men, Iron Man. The second one was the worst one. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't really. I, I mean, that's that's why I didn't watch the third one because I think I think I started the third one, and I could have kept going. I just didn't really feel like sitting and watching that. Yeah. Because I think actually, you know what? I think something else happened that that made me realize, oh shit, I didn't see that movie, which is probably. Before this movie, and I should probably watch the other movie first. You know, like maybe it was the second Thor or something. I don't know. I don't know the sequence, but <laughs> I just know that there was some movies that I watched and I thought, I, how do they get from here to here? Hey, man. I missed something somewhere. So <laughs> In the MCU, it's just, there's it, you have to look up what the order is. Yeah. <laughs> Which we to, did start doing in I'll chronological watch. order since yeah. we got Disney+. Plus. Nice. There's so many that I have not seen. I haven't seen the Avengers ones. It's a list that'll take some time to work through, but me and Desiree have been off on work for a few days, so we were like, let's rip through all of these in order. (laughs) That's a lot of hours, isn't it? Yeah. We've gotten to the point of Captain America Civil War, so we still got a few left. Yeah, I think I've only seen the first Captain America, too. Man, Endgame made me cry, dude. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was a little emotional. Because I connect to film in a unique way. It's crazy. Like, I... I'm starting to want even Guardians of the Galaxy related ink. Huh. Okay. Because I actually feel like I am Peter Quill, pretty much. <laughs> That's me. They made this for me. It's all about me. <laughs> I promise this is all in jest, everybody. <laughs> I'm not really this self centered. Man, I can't think of any movies either, either. Well, I'd have to I'd have to see a list, but I probably if there's a list of twenty top twenty, I would probably have seen maybe two. I can almost guarantee, <laughs> if that. What about all time for you? Like, um, like favorite movies? Yeah, man, I could probably watch Tombstone all day, every day. 
You want to know something sad? That you hate it. No, no, no. Because no. <laughs> that would be really sad. It would be. <laughs> I saw that for the first time, like, one or two years ago. Oh, man. It's not the same when you see it this late in life. It kind of, it holds up in a way, in its own, in its own but... Well, Kurt um, Russell's... The acting... He's great. Yeah. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, his Wyatt Earp was great. And of course, that movie Doc is... Doc Holliday. Yeah, that's well. why that movie stands so strong is because of Doc Holliday. And I'm like, what happened to Val Kilmer? That's like his only claim to a really good, strong role. <laughs> then he, went, he has some goofy roles. Then he went and ruined Batman that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that was very odd. Jim Carrey's in all it, too. It. Yeah, all of it. All of that weird era oh, changing I, Batman's... I go back and watch Batman Forever once in a while because I'm like, it's so bad, but I love this movie. (laughs) Yeah, the second and third one, yeah, I think. Really, yeah, the first three, I could just, I could watch those. It started getting a little ridiculous. What's the George Clooney. The nips. (laughs) Joel Schumacher, you motherfucker. (laughs) Give him nipples. Twist them. (laughs) They hurt when I twist them. A nipple. How does it, how does it, what, what's the accent? I was thinking of the South Park reference, oh. or was it Family Guy? I don't remember. Oh, boy. Yeah, South Park My nipples hurt when I twist them. Oh, yeah, it was South Park because it was Imagination Land. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching South Park forever ago. Not on purpose. I just don't have cable. I'm above so. South Park. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Garbage. <laughs> no, I just, just I got rid of cable forever ago, and I have, I, stream I, I didn't like it enough to go searching for it to spend all my time because they have like a million episodes right yeah i'm on the uh netflix hulu amazon prime diet <laughs> well disney plus is added to the family now i so. haven't experienced that yet it's it makes feel I, pretty good i scroll through enough of netflix and amazon there's enough there. i spend more time scrolling than i do watching and i don't need another service i don't need anything more to make me scroll instagram scroll Facebook, scroll. Netflix, scroll. What the fuck, man? I'm done with scrolling. Let's I mean, just stop Let's stop scrolling. Logic's been saying for years, the rapper, everybody living their life through a cell phone screen. Yeah. And that's not fun. No. Son. Especially when it's scrolling. <laughs> scrolling the entire time. I mean, one of his recent that's, singles. That's our, that's our uh, attention span, is we have to scroll things. One of his recent singles, actually I think it's his most recent, called OCD, talking i'm paraphrasing but he was talking about how basically if somebody sees him in public they're more interested in getting a picture with him for the gram than just like having a conversation and i'm like dude i I wouldn't care about the phone i would love to talk to you (laughs) yeah if you actually that's probably not not even just him you know there's it's just a a habit that everybody has you don't want to talk to anybody just it's all seriously living through your phone living through your screen You're, you're more concentrated on your digital life than your real life if your phone fell in the lake Uh, some of these people might think their life was over for a day (laughs) until they get a new phone but still just i mean if the internet went away you know how many depressed people would be walking around tomorrow if the internet was just gone a lot everybody but then a few days will pass exactly like three days maybe two or three days would go by and then everybody would adjust and everybody would probably be super happy <laughs> like whenever you see kids out playing in the in the sun you know not there's a rainbow over the sun yeah people playing jump rope or hopscotch yeah doing normal kid stuff i don't have kids and i'm not around kids very much so i don't know but it, i don't see very many outside anymore all the screens and man shut does, up and take this ipad it's gonna make me sad you know <laughs> i grew up playing Whatchamacallit, Home Run Derby in the street. 
you know? Oh, I invented games on the street that usually got my friends hurt. <laughs> or me. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, when I wasn't playing Sega, which wasn't that often, because those games, you were just like, fuck this! Fuck this game! You know what? I'm fucking going outside. <laughs> yeah. Try to break the controller, and then you couldn't, so then yeah, you go outside. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking game. <laughs> fuck you, Sonic! Yeah, it's usually, I hit the fucking button! Why is he not spinning when I hit the button? Isn't he supposed to spin when I hit this butt stupid controller? You know what? And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I invented a couple games, like uh, simple shit. Like I had a couple bike ramps. I played hockey. Like I slapped a puck around in the street because mm-hmm. I lived on that kind of a street that was secluded enough I could do so. Yeah. That's a kick-ass childhood and you can go and play in the street. Yeah. Slapping the hockey puck around. There was one time I tried to come up with this with my buddy there. And I was like, okay, here's what you do. If a car happens to come down the street as they drive by, try to shoot the puck under the car. <laughs> and that worked the first time. The first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> but then there was this one time this guy with one of those like ranger trucks that are really short and low to the ground, really tiny, tiny truck yeah. that a that a giant would use as a roller skate. Right. <laughs> that guy came rolling by. I put too much torque in it. <laughs> And it went off the ground and hit that fucker's side of his truck. And he slammed on his brakes. My buddy on the other side of the street, he just split. He just ran. (laughs) Traitor. And I'm just sitting there in shock like, oh, shit. (laughs) He bitched at my dad and he was like, I got to give it to him though. He didn't run away like his friend did. (laughs) I was in a world of trouble. (laughs) Thankfully, he didn't make me pay for anything. That's good. Did it actually dent the truck? I don't, do you remember? I think it just marked it. It was a rubber puck. There was another instance where I brought out my bike ramps and uh, set them opposite ends of the street. And my best friend at that time, I was like, hey, how about this? We slap shot this puck at the base of the ramp. It goes flying. Just catch it. <laughs> we'll do this back and forth. I was creative sometimes. Yeah. Not really. I mean, that sounds pretty simple. Yeah. It works <laughs> if you have really good aim. Oh, I kind of did. Like. Whenever he was like, how did you do that? When he saw how many feet in the air it went. Yeah. He was like, I'm like, come here, let me show you how to do it. And he, he's standing like right over here <laughs> to my left. And I shoot that puck as hard as I can. And I don't question the momentum I still have. <laughs> and so that slap shot goes across his face too. <laughs> with a stick. Literal Bam! slap shot. He lets out a blood curdling scream. You know, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> he, he's okay. <laughs> but he kind of got me because whenever we went back inside, he fucked with me. Uh, he opened like the guide on the cable and he put on some kid's show called Connie the Cow. And I'm like, how hard did I hit you? And he was just quiet. He wanted to make me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Later, he just smirked and he was like, I've been fucking with you for a while. I had real guilt until I found it. Then I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, dummy. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Is that what they were doing? They threw rocks at him. Hey, dummy. Just hit him up on the side of the head. Sometimes I impersonate Lieutenant Dan when I'm just like, don't call him stupid. Don't you ever call him stupid. Get out. <laughs> off me. What are you, stupid or something? Stupid is a stupid does. That sounds stupid. <laughs> That's a stupid saying. <laughs> There's a debate of, was Jenny right? To do what she did with Forrest or not. Man, 
It's been a while since I've seen that one, but yeah, Jenny was trash. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. You know, <laughs> doesn't sound like it. it's that hard. <laughs> I mean, the, at the time when I watched it, I was just really sad. You know, why is she doing this, or what's what is wrong? You She's know, dirty, dirty he's obviously kid. not. You know, he's he's limited, and why is she so shitty? <laughs> you know, and then I thought, well, I mean, just because he likes her doesn't mean she has to like him. But Getting, at the same time, she. Getting she all, was a bitch. Getting all coked <laughs> out of your mind, a free bird. How dare you? <laughs> Ugh. Don't Damn call it, Jenny. Stupid. Jenny. Yeah, you don't know what he's been through. You can't call him stupid. He fought for our country. As uh, Robert Downey Jr. once said, win the National Ping Pong Championship? That ain't retarded. <laughs> Tropic Thunder is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> when When did that come out? Oh, man, I actually saw that movie with my biological father. He was like, I can't believe I paid money for you guys to all see this. And I'm like, you didn't like that? It was great. (laughs) Does he not like funny? It's kind of what I ask sometimes. (laughs) Come on, man, that was hilarious. Yeah. It's a movie about a movie about making a movie. Right. (laughs) Movieception. Inception. And I haven't seen that one in a long time either. I still don't understand I think that I, movie. I, I've only seen it once. Christopher Nolan has a way about that. You don't know. Donnie Darko. I like you his still mis- don't really know. mysterious factors. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Do you even know? Yeah, he's a fucking rabbit or something. <laughs> Lives in another dimension. Oh, you're speaking blasphemy, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, the rabbit's him, isn't it? There's yeah, so many he's theories. like a rabbit and... Uh, he, got, he pulled himself out of a hat. I forgot. I would have to see it again. I, I I don't understand all of it, but I really do. I did like it. I think I used to have the director's cut. I don't know what was different on that. I don't think I have it anymore, but... I wouldn't know. What I forgot what it was that was different. You but... forget Seth Rogen's in that movie, too. Jesus. Yeah, he's all shaved and young. Like, what are you doing here? Where was that? Was he in school? Yeah, he was one of the students. Mm. He was an asshole. <laughs> Damn it. Jeff forgot about that. See, I give my memory to stupid Shut things. Up. That's that's what you can remember. Yeah, that's one that sticks out. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> that dude almost sounds like she's saying, "God damn off. it, he was such a fucking dick." Yeah, he was. <laughs> Go back to China, bitch. He said that. Like he did yeah. say that. I, that oh. was yeah. That stuck out. I forgot who I was watching that with, but I turned around like, "What Ooh. the fuck was that?" <laughs> that's not cool at all. <laughs> Yeah, that was serious. Unacceptable. <laughs> but kids are fucking ruthless. Bitch. Pieces of shits. Man, all the shit that I have on here is depressing. This is depressing. I, I had on here too, if I'm remembering right, didn't you tell me before that you, you've you like changed your styles quite a bit over the years? Like, uh, how do you mean? Just like dressing, like your hair or just like oh, your, yeah. your appearance. Yeah, I've changed it up quite a bit. That's what I thought. I thought I remember you saying that before. Maybe that's... Is there a reason why? I Is just it like, like shedding skin or like... Maybe. I'm starting to think maybe. That was... A lot of that was before... Like I would dye my hair different colors, try mm-hmm. different lengths. I got it super long last year for my standards Yeah. to where I, could, I had like an awkward pony. <laughs> but I had it. A ducktail? Kind of. <laughs> No, it was a little longer than that. Like, I could feel it on the back of my neck, mm. the end of it. So I'm like, this is, this is some long-ass hair. Yeah. 
Like, I kind of like this, but then I kind of didn't because I'm like, I'm not used to this at all. This is a lot of upkeep. I'm in the awkward stage of the growth now, too. And I'm like, oh, I don't like it. It's like a year and a half of awkward. I hate it. I've done it like four or five times now. And I've also noticed I had the desire to do that before I got medicated. (laughs) Before I got these non-narcotic things for PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And once I got prescribed those, prescribed? Prescription. Per. As per me. <laughs> One scription per. So that's, that's changed. How long has that been? That's been uh, a, f- a good few months. I want I want to say at least a year. Okay. I, of course, asked for non-narcotics because I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't of do course. that to me. <laughs> Fuck that. Please dude. don't do that to me. If the marijuana prohibition was over, I would go that route, but I can't because Texas. <laughs> yep. We're apparently a bunch of, a bunch of damn dummies down here. <laughs> don't know shit about no weed. Because I know it helps with PTSD for sure. Helps all sorts of stuff. Oh man, like epilepsy. I've heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah. Treatment treating epilepsy. Yeah. A lot of the CBD route more so, but. Uh, right. Some people that have like Parkinson's or uh, some type of bodily movement mm-hmm. that uh, they have less control over. Yeah. I've seen on some documentaries somebody smoked like a really big J, and it was like a whole nother person. Like he was still and confused. Right, right. Normal. And he was normally just like shaking uncontrollably. Right. I'm like, this plant is amazing. Why yeah. is it illegal? There's so other many than things to companies. it. Yeah. If it's not just, it's not outright smoking it, you know, there's other ways to prepare or ingest or whatever to Oils. get the same, you know, the effect that you yeah. need for whatever your body's going through. I, uh, pe- I don't know. I don't understand why people just don't. Not to mention it helps cancer pay patients. Attention. There's through, uh, so much information out there now. How would you not know? That we're not still in like, where whenever it was that, that they poisoned everyone's mind saying it was reefer madness. Yeah, that propaganda film. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. I don't know why people still think that there's such a negative aspect to it, unless it's just all political and financial, which is probably is. Because you know, if you think, if they do decriminalize everything, what about people that have been in jail for the past ten years? I know Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. If you listen to his Joe Rogan episode, yeah, it's just that one that he did, right? Yeah, yeah. he was only on there one time. Yeah, and uh, I just remember Andrew Yang saying, "I plan on uh, if I make it into office." He sounded really confident too, like you know, when I make yeah, it into when. Office. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I admire that. But uh, he's easy to make fun of on SNL. <laughs> and some for some reason they make Tulsi Gabbard look like a, a villain. Mm-hmm. Which I think she even talked about a little bit in her episode of Joe Rogan. Yeah. But Andrew Yang was like, yeah, I plan on ending the prohibition federally with an executive order that'll probably take care of that. And then he was like, I'll do a mass pardon and I'll high five everybody on their way out. (laughs) (laughs) He said that. And I'm like, because it's that it's that easy. I'm like, you're going to get those millennial votes saying shit like that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what, what, what are the, there's so many other factors to to take into uh, consideration there. Oh, I know it's not with releasing people because nonviolent. He did say nonviolent. Of course, yes, nonviolent. And I guess it it's also different if it's you know being caught with a massive amount with intent to distribute or something. I guess that could be different too. But if you got pulled over and you had just you know a large ish stash for yourself, then uh, that yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> fucking dumb. What a waste of time. What a waste of resources. I think the good thing about the election is, uh, again, I don't I don't follow politics. I don't know shit about them. 
to be honest, to have an actual opinion that matters. Well, yeah, it could matter, but you know, that, that you can stand behind, I guess, with a hundred percent conviction. But I believe that, uh, with the people I have heard from a fair amount of the candidates have an interest in ending the prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because they see how much good it's doing. Yeah, it's a lot well, of tax incentives. Right, and there's there's money in there too. If you you know know what you're doing or do it right, I imagine, which I don't know what what right is. Yeah. <laughs> but there's got to be a way. There's more. There's smarter people out there than I. Kind of have a uh, calling to that industry. Like I want a pot. My dream is to open a dispensary. Pot. Yeah, <laughs> to open a dispensary, uh, both rec and medicinal, and uh, on top of that, have like a a hideaway studio in the dispensary or adjacent to yeah then i would just record podcasts <laughs> nice and if somebody cool is in my dispensary i'd be like oh you want to talk <laughs> yeah, let's go back here and talk for 20 minutes we're just talking <laughs> i promise man it's dark in here where are we going <laughs> Shh. it's okay just sit down it's okay you just whispered directly in my ears was that the headphones or was that you <laughs> Do you have P- PTSD from divorce? No, uh, I don't. I didn't mean to chuckle like that, but I don't. Uh, I feel like I feel like with what I've experienced death-wise, it trumps it really hard. <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, would it be considered kind of like a PTSD if you've been through a traumatic dri- divorce? Divorce. Well, I think I'm a little bit biased when it comes to that. I, before the death started coming a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd say some pe- level of PTSD, probably very minor, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then there was Spencer shortly after that, I went to go live with a, f- okay. So <laughs> there was a point where I had somewhat of a mental break with a lot that was going on uh, shortly after Spencer passed mm-hmm. where I have been to the point of being suicidal and I was just off my fucking rocker and I was driving down the highway and I was on the phone with my mom. Like, I don't like where my head is. I want to live, but I'm not having thoughts of living right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I pulled over on 121 on the shoulder, parallel to DFW Airport. That's a busy stretch of highway, man. Yeah, yeah. And so that was scary. And so by the time I got back to the house I was staying at, cops were waiting for me, and they're like, mm, "I was." It was a wake up call for sure. No charges were pressed or anything, but they just wanted to help. Yeah. Luckily, they were very good officers that were there. <laughs> and so they took. They took me uh, involuntarily <laughs> to a place to get checked out for my head. I wasn't on suicide watch. I was still with it and coherent, mm-hmm. being cooperative. So they treated me just like a guest almost. Okay. And, uh, you know, met my friend Eric in the hospital. I started staying in for about like a week stint, get sorted with medication or whatever. Those were not the right meds, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Some of those meds they give you, they make it yeah. worse. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. But I met good friend there. Also, I don't I don't condone this, but I met a chick in there too, and I thought it might be a good idea to date her once we're out of there. <laughs> yeah. Don't no? ever do some dumb shit like that. <laughs> Anybody listening, if you meet a chick in a behavioral hospital, don't date her. It won't be good for either of you. Don't. Most likely. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> but... I met Eric in there and whenever we got out of there, I was, I hung out with him cause I kind of wanted to keep an eye on him too. He, he was a character. He was a good kid, but, uh, was roommates with him for a little bit. Cause, uh, the family friends I was staying with didn't want me staying with them anymore. 
because I was unwell and getting worse and they have children in that home. And I'm like, they were polite about it. They weren't rude. And I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm trying to figure this out myself. I get it. You fucking hate me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But as I was rooming with him, he like, he was in hard drugs and he started getting into like dark web shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Just for purchasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, man, and of course, uh, one day, the, the totally sane, normal girlfriend I was with <laughs> went downstairs first, and uh, she called my name, but she called my name in a really weird way, N- one that she had never had before, and I'm like, that sounds off. Mm-hmm. So I go downstairs, and I think he got a hold of heroin, and I believe he did die from the heroin overdose, oh, but wow. he was gone when we found him down there, Ooh. and uh, his lips were blue, and so... Uh, she was like, you know, holding her hands over her face. Like mm-hmm. what, what, what? I went to go check on him. And I, t- when I touched him, he was cold. Mm. And when I lifted his eye to check it, I'm like that, that's a PTSD thing. That's, Shit, yeah. that's how I got that uh, diagnosis. Yeesh. And it's a common misconception that, uh, people think it's exclusive to people that are, that served. Or in the military. I'm like, no. No, no, man. It's from heavy traumatic experiences that you earned that diagnosis. And uh, I called the paramedics. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's gone. And they're like, can you try and move him? They asked me to move him, man. I don't want to handle this. I'm not touching this person. I tried to say that, but they're like, can you please try for us? And I was like, "Mm." and so I tried to move his shoulder and okay, I'm going to it kind of popped and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. See, that's, that's fucked up because you're putting, you're putting someone in a position to give them PTSD or, or to, worsen it. You and know? I had to be the one to call his mother too. Oh my God. Man. And I, I, I used to be afraid of talking of all these different traumas that I've had only because I've experienced so much outrageous shit in that department. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid people won't believe me. <laughs> They're like, all of this happened to you? There's no fucking way. And I'm like, at least in my own head, it seems like quite a bit for one person. I think so. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what's what. Yeah. And so I try to, I have driven out a lot of old friends for my negativity and what I've had to deal with. They just couldn't hang. And to a degree, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have to, I mean, if you don't have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Sounds... It's not a negative thing. It's not meant with negative intent. You know, it's just, and I even hate to say it that way, but it's like trimming fat. You know, it's, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not using this. I don't need this right now. Yeah. You know, and, both but, be adults, but, but just... exactly. But, but at the same time, if you need help or you see that someone needs the help and you know that you can be helpful and you turn your back, that's a different story. In their defense, they helped for a really long time and then they just got tired of it. Mm-hmm. It was weighing on them. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for a long time, even still a little bit, I'm afraid to mention all of those things. Cause I really don't think people will find it credible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. People just don't like going in that place in their minds, especially when they don't understand something. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I like talking about that stuff is because I don't have a lot of experience with that. So it's really interesting to hear someone else's That's the beauty of long-form conversation, as Joe Rogan would put it, probably. Yeah. I mean, you get to really figure out somebody. Yeah. Not just, I experienced this, but let me tell you about it. And if you can gain a new, a new perspective, then it's like, 
Mm -hmm. it, It helps you grow even when you thought you probably couldn't grow anymore. Yeah, definitely. That's the best part for me. As far as listening to a bunch of podcasts, that's what I, that's what started me on this whole thing. It's just really understanding that there can't take everybody for face value of everybody has so many more things that, that can relate to you or to experiences that you've had, relationships you've had. And I don't know if it depends on how you were raised and what kind of uh, environment you had growing up. There might be so many different things that you didn't experience because you're either lucky or unlucky that you did or did not experience these things. And when that experience does come later in life, you're not prepared for it. You had no idea that this was even possible. You know, I can't even think of an example, I guess just, you know, just like with death, you know, if you haven't experienced death most of your life and then you lose a parent at like 35 or something, I mean, that, that could really fuck somebody up, you know, if they're not prepared for it. Yeah. But I mean, that goes with a lot of different things. It could be balancing a check checkbook, <laughs> ah! Work, working on a budget. You know, there's so many things that are, uh, yeah, yeah. Could really put you. You, you can go bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's, that's serious that though. With you, a giant smile. You can you can go bankrupt. You could lose your house. You could be stuck in a box <laughs> with a fox. With a fox or four other people, uh, <laughs> fox-like people. And <laughs> but smell the balls. That just makes me wonder about people that are are homeless. You know, if it's not always drugs, there's just really some misfortunate shit that happens to people. Yeah, and that's that's also hard to believe too. In some situations, when I see somebody, you know, are you really homeless, or are you really looking for money, or is this is this your day job, or what? Because you know, I've seen people. I've seen people do the fake shit. I've heard about it. You know, and and I don't want to be careless or you know assume that everybody is full of shit man I, you can obviously see some people like yes this person lives on the street every day yeah and it, it is very sad but at the same time what are they going to do what are they going to do with this money if i give them 10 bucks what's yeah. going to happen are they, are they going to invest that 10 dollars into killing themselves sooner with something else yeah drug or whatever or are they actually going to buy some food or are they actually going to invest that into getting better? And that's, that's, what's hard. You know, if, if I want to help contribute, I want to make sure someone is applying it correctly Yeah. or, you know, have a hand and let's get, let's get you better. I'd rather, I'd rather have, if I see somebody that has a, a sign that they want food or money for food or something with food, I immediately look around in my vehicle to see if I have food. You know, that's, I'm going to offer Or an food. object or something tangible that's not currency. Something that, yeah, something that can be used. I'd rather for give a shirt good. off my back if some, if it's raining outside. Yeah, definitely. I've thought about that. Giving a, a jacket or something, yeah, we, you know, before. Like Louis C.K., we think about it, but <laughs> we <laughs> well, don't do it. Yeah, if I look, I look in the back seat and all I have is my company, I can't company jacket. <laughs> I, I, I need that. I <laughs> yeah, and that's all I have. I need that. But you know, they'll yell it, at me if I give. Hey, somebody out there could say, "Well, they don't even have that." Oh, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I came so close once, but I still didn't do it. <laughs> but the light turned green, and you had to go. <laughs> exactly. There was a light. I couldn't just sit there. I've I've given people money before. It's, it's either if I'm if I'm in a good financial position. When you're up, you're up. If I have, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I'm in a good position, I don't mind sharing the wealth, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I know that's the other thing is I know that it doesn't last very long. Yeah. So I can't <laughs> I can't just throw it all out there. Drinks on me. 
You but want this... to? Wait, 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 wait. Well. I mean, yeah, because I have. <laughs> I have done shit like that. I went, my first time that I went into debt, credit card debt, notice, first time. First time was all my fault, but I'll give that up to my environment and my parents. Hmm. My parents have been bankrupt before, so uh, they've since changed their ways and are, I believe, in a much better place financially. But That's good. Um, I had a habit of buying really extravagant Christmas gifts for people and, you know, like birthday presents or whatever, just then for, after, for family, you know, like, you're like oh, fuck. yeah, I just, I, yeah, yeah. All the, all the bills just stacked up, you know, it's not that I wasn't paying anything. I just wasn't, I wasn't putting enough into it. It's always minimum payment or a little bit over the minimum and not realizing, uh, one of the, the biggest things was the like 18 months, 0% financing. And then I still didn't pay it off in 18 months. And then, Oh, you're going to charge me all of the interest that accrued in that 18 months when I had $150 left to pay and <laughs> it like bumps up another 300 something. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that, that just, you know, the better percentage rate expired and then it went to a higher one or whatever, just not paying attention to what I'm doing, you know, inexperienced. This was all early twenties. My poor credit, poor credit words, man. Cor- funny. Core credit. <laughs> Corporal Reddit. <laughs> Red corporate. Corporal. Corporal Corporal Reddit. Your poor credit. Yes. That's attributed. Thank you. <laughs> that's attributed to student loans. Mm, that's very different than oh, buying a yeah. surround sound for someone. Well, you know. <laughs> it's just another dumb decision when you're 18 and want to be smarter. Mm. Yeah, that's why I didn't do that because I don't like school, or I didn't, didn't like school, didn't want to waste time or money, had a job already, good to go. Yeah. Now, I don't regret not going whatsoever. No regrets. None. But I'm more interested in learning now, and I wouldn't mind putting more time towards it, which is kind of what this is for me in a way. There's plenty of free podcasts out there for learning. Yep. Free YouTube channels and all sorts of stuff. Bunch of DIY how to. But that's the thing is, I don't know how what kind of curriculums are out there in you know your standard uh, schooling facilities. So I I would kind of want to go at my own pace and you know learn the things I want to learn and verify resources and really put the effort out there to to learn what I want to know. There's basically. definitely a few apps out there in existence already that uh, have classes for really reasonable cost. Yeah. See, I wouldn't mind doing that. You know, if it was very specific or they are, they do know. get really specific because teachers are just people and I can be careless. So I know that they can be careless too Yeah. at times. Cause humans. Exactly. You know, I don't want to depend on someone else to, uh, be a hundred percent all the time. You know, I used to, that's, that's how, you know, being like growing up, that's how all all adults were that way. You know, like, wow, somebody messed up. That's weird. You're an adult. You're not supposed to mess up. And then you you learn. (laughs) Yeah. Then you learn everybody's the fucking same. We can all screw shit up and stop caring at any moment. So it really changes things when you make that realization. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to be in control, more control of my, uh, learning and my what i focus on i guess i went over at that billy bob school of learning over there yeah billybob.com billybobschool.com 
Speaking of Billy Bob, is that a good venue? <laughs> I've never been there. Billy Bob's? Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's place? <laughs> That's always what I, I think of I've when only, I see you. I think I've been there once. That was it. And I don't remember much about it. I do think whenever I read it anywhere online, I, I think of Billy Bob Thornton immediately. Billy Bob's. <laughs> That's a good actor right there. <laughs> hey, yeah, he was in Tombstone too. I don't remember him in Two Stone. He was the uh, chunky. Uh, that's odd to think about. The, yes, that's why people don't remember him is because he was a little overweight, and he was at the table playing cards, and that's the guy that Kurt Russell slapped around, the one that was you know nobody I... nobody wanted to come in because because he was a dickhead. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from Two Stone is when that dude was just wasted go, hobble, going into the street. He's like, I feel capital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I yes. love this guy. <laughs> yas, queen. That's what he would be saying in today's terms. <laughs> Man, yeah. That, I, that was just good acting. There was some corny stuff in there. but Couldn't avoid it in that really, decade. Yeah, but really, really good acting overall. I'll, so many good scenes. I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. I said that to somebody the other day and it was so perfect and fitting and I was so proud. <laughs> I wish I could remember what it was. Man, that that's what is it actually? I think it's I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Cuz I'm I'll be your Huckleberry. No, that that's the one. I've only seen it one time, but I'm pretty sure I know that line very well. Well, that's the thing is I've seen it so many times that I've I think that everybody says it everybody. 9 out of 10 people say it wrong. And every time that I question myself, I have to go look it up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right. I get that all of these people are wrong. I get that way all the time. <laughs> but I don't want to, I'm not going to jump in and say, that's wrong. <laughs> it just makes me think, I don't think that's right. And I go do my own research and then I, yep, I'm right. And then carry on with my day. You know what? Wrong, 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 wrong. I had to jump in to say, I was right. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. Whoa! It sucks being human sometimes because it feels good telling someone they're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Close Facebook. <laughs> Come back later to all the comments and oh, whoa, whoa, you feel better about correcting me. Shortly after I got Actually, back from yes, last. Sure. <laughs> Surely when I got back from Los Angeles, I stepped further away from social media and I had this epiphany. I kind of feel better. Oh, yeah. Life seems a whole lot better. It's like putting glasses on whenever vision's been foggy for so long. Yeah. You don't Man. realize it until you get rid of it or just, I don't know. It's all music and art related and shit for me, you know, otherwise Same. I wouldn't really care that much. I don't. I don't depend on that, you know, other than telling people happy birthday because I don't, I don't write it on the calendar anymore like I used to. I was going through some of my memories and uh, on YouTube, I was going through my favorites playlist, which is like almost two thousand videos <laughs> from since I, when I first got YouTube. Yeah, holy moly! And like from some years ago, I I saw that I favorited an and hell followed with video. Oh yeah. Before you know any yeah. of that happened, and I was, and I said to Desiree, I'm like. I favorited this shit years ago before I even knew patty cakes would go that far. That's how rad is that? Yeah, that was cool. I I had the album. Like I don't even know where I I heard of it, but I know that I got that album when I wasn't really that into the music. The the uh, last album the they put out. The proprioception. Yeah. So I remember listening to the album and I thought, I don't know. And I didn't listen to it for the longest time. And then started getting more into the heavier stuff, and then revisited it. And I thought, okay, this is this is pretty good. 
and still, you know, years ago. And then Andrew says, hey, I got I got a chance to do vocals for this band or this band. You know, he, I think he was asking me, you know, what what do you think? You know, because he would yeah. send me like a couple of You're his mentor covers. for sure. Anyone would say so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he just bounces stuff off of me. I don't think he listens That's to me. That's a creative kid, man. Andrew, you don't listen to me, do you? We ran, You know how I met him, right? I don't think so. I met him in high school. We, oh, okay. Uh, we ran track together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a track runner. Yeah. Uh, that was when his band... That's why he still has good calves. You got good yeah. calves, man. You know you do. We have to talk about I'm you a little bit. I might be for him. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy my voice, Patty Cakes. This is for you. <laughs> but I think his band at the time was Obelisk. Obelisk? Obelisk? Obelisk. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> he had long hair back then, and I'm like, oh, geez. Whenever I was running track with him, he had kind of like the curly clusterfuck okay. <laughs> going on. Yeah. But now he's like curly headed fuck. Now he, <laughs> you're you're a big fat curly headed <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and uh, I I tell Desiree every once in a while like I'm really proud of how fu- how far a- Andrew's come. Yeah, it's pretty sick to see somebody progress that that direction. Yeah, definitely. I'm proud to know that dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. All right, that's enough about Andrew. <laughs> he's already been on this podcast. We're through with that. Twice. Actually, I think it's three times, and you haven't put one, the other one. One out. wasn't released. It was like preliminary, just testing and stuff. It's the beauty of backlogs. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll, I need to revisit that. <laughs> maybe I can pull some information out of there. I think we might have been inebriated. Is there anything else that you uh, that you or anything that you have? She wanted to chit chat about specifically because most of the stuff that I have is you know, we kind of hit a couple of these things naturally, which I like to do. I'm not very good on the fly. 18 released Sometimes. episodes so far, I think. Yes. I think, Bryce, I think the Bryce gentleman. Yeah, I think Bryce was, was 18. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he's was. a silly dude. <laughs> I like him. He was here for New Year's, <laughs> he was New great. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is always funny. Yeah, I saw was, that picture. He was you very posted. rambunctious. So we're playing Cards Against Humanity. It's always and he's <laughs> he's got these voices. I think when he gets to a certain point, he's just like. Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> He's just constantly doing that. I get that way once in a while. Hopefully Uh, one day I'll be lucky enough to get it on recording. I think I wanted to say, Bryce, calm down for a second. But I couldn't because I was laughing. Like, like I like how uh, you and Steven Mash... That's my favorite episode. It's you and Steven Steven? Mashburn. Yeah. That was great because the... the Dolores! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Gwendolyn! I've been watching uh, Parks and Rec. I don't even know what I'm on season four or five or something. And they actually had an episode of them talking to senior citizens about spreading STDs. And it made me think about talking about that with Steven. It's a real ass problem. (laughs) Yeah. All they do is fuck in those retirement homes, man. It's true. One of the ladies was, I mean, it's a show, but she was like, sometimes I have sex with two people at the same time. Or I have, no, she was like, I have two boyfriends at the same time or something like that. Are you sure it's not your (laughs) medication? Yeah. It's actually two people. You need to be careful. I have like, I use that voice a lot actually, because I like to make fun of uh, one of my own family members. (laughs) She seems a lot older than she actually is. She mm-hmm. has, she spent a lot of time smoking in her life, but uh, she was setting the table for breakfast. My cousin Lauren was over, and she's British, and that's weird in itself because my 
uh, dad who adopt ended up adopting me after my rights were signed over. He's like gun toting, like total Texan America. Yeah. But in, in an awesome way, he's uh, actually has intelligence in his head too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and not uh, just the American flag. <laughs> yeah. With zero accent. And I'm like, this is so odd. <laughs> Your legit mother is so British. Yeah. The, she does the tea shit and all that. And, <laughs> She's she's that type of old that uh, if it's within your own family, especially, they kind of make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Not to judge or discriminate or yeah. anything negative about it, but some sometimes that happens. And I used to make my friend laugh because I would exaggerate, like shaking really violently mm-hmm. and getting really close to his face while doing so, and just go, <laughs> "Do you like waffles?" <laughs> the uncomfortable closeness. Yeah, she did that to my cousin, and my cousin looked at me, and I was like. Covering my smile, and he started cracking. <laughs> and then I just—that was when I was just a kid too, and I took that with me into my adulthood. Like, no, nah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like waffles? <laughs> yeah, I think there was there was somebody. Uh, Jesus, I can't even remember. But there was an older guy that would be around sometimes, and he 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 just when he would lean towards you to tell you a story. I don't know if it was gravity or what, but the lean just kept leaning more and more until either you step away or his head's about to touch your head. Like, it's like, okay, dude. Just in case you couldn't hear me, I'm going to continuously you, man. lean. I, I got you, dude. I got you. I can hear I can actually stand way over there and I can hear you. I don't need you in my face. What are you talking about? I ain't that close, am I? Back up. Bubba, so do you do you like to do impressions and stuff too? I guess I try. I really do because that's something I enjoy. I wish I could go into voice acting, but that's one of those things I don't know how to get my foot in the door. Yeah, I don't either, and I just, I haven't dedicated enough time. Like I really have not done research. Otherwise, I might have thrown some stuff out by now. <laughs> I just need to do it. Maybe that's how I have. I know some people that I'm sure know other people, you know, that might have a suggestion. I'm not looking for a handout. It's just, you know, I would suggest doing this and this and this, and then you might have something open up for you. So uh, if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, reach out and tell me, like slap me in the face, tell me what to do. (laughs) Same, same, same. I don't know what I'm doing. Give me and Rusty a show that we star in together. (laughs) I want to be on the voice show. Box. I was doing the... I'm Mr. Macy. I always, always like to try to do uh, Optimus Prime. That's usually how I talk like when I'm by myself sometimes <laughs> to the dogs. Like, come home. Get out of my way. Get off my planet. <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> Get off my plane. He's so gurgly on that, I think. From what I remember in my head. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. <laughs> I'm sure I've exaggerated the shit out of it. Well, that's if you don't know what we're talking funnier. about, that's uh, Air Force One, Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. Before he throws him off. Yeah, that's it had to have been what it sounded like. My memory can't be that wrong. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Although I have just exaggerated the shit out of it over over the years. It's it's more fun when you exaggerate things. Of course. Gary Oldman. He was Russian in that. That was odd. Yeah, yeah, that's he played right. a good one, too. Yeah. Just snap. He's a good actor. Followed by the gurgly, get off my plane, snap that fucker's <laughs> neck. <laughs> Spoilers. Too soon? Oh. <laughs> that movie's only How long has that one been out? <laughs> it has to be like 99 or something. <laughs> 
I don't remember anything else about that movie. <laughs> that was the most memorable part. Like, oh, you guys had guns on a plane. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> a few people well, died. Stood, yeah, his family was there too, right? I prefer Kid. Con Air. Con Air. Oh, man, that's been a while. Why did you leave the bunny in the box? <laughs> God, <laughs> so goofy. Nick Cage, you were a goofball. Not <laughs> the bunny in the box. There's like bouncing his bouncing his lips. (laughs) Weird. Uh, That was who was uh, Danny Trejo? He was Johnny. Johnny on the spot. Johnny thirteen or something like that. Some member. I forgot what was it. How many people he killed? Oh, these roses were each of my bitches. There's some some Danny Trejo shit. My bitches. That's some Danny Trejo shit all the way. I never saw the Machete movies, but I've heard a lot I have about not, them. Yeah, I haven't seen any I kind of don't want to dedicate the time to watch it. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez uh, Nothing started, has pulled me in for, for that. Robert Rodriguez started slowly kind of losing his mind over time. Yeah. Until he started making cauliflower pizzas on that chef show on Netflix. <laughs> no, I didn't care about the storyline enough to give that a shot. Let me, let me just throw this cauliflower pizza into my brick oven that I'm sure all of you have in your kitchens. You do it just like this. Wait, you don't have one of those? <laughs> my. What? I had pizza last night. It was good. What kind of pizza? DiGiorno. They're on sale it's in Kroger. delivery. At least in my Kroger, they're like two ninety nine. Holy shit. Right? I gotta go. They got too many. You want to like, go all the way to Little Elm to get your DiGiorno? No. No, that's not worth it. That's what I thought. I'll get delivery. <laughs> You just lost out on sponsorship, buddy. Do you know DiGiorno could be delivery now because there are delivery services? It's not so, delivery. Oh, but wait. But actually it is. <laughs> Idiot. Thank you, Favor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't have anything else. Unless you want to talk about death more. That's up to you. <laughs> I talk, I feel like I think about death often anyway. Yeah. Have all... It's so you've mentioned quite a bit already. Has it been like in a few years span of all this shit happening or because it sounds like it's fairly close. The the cluster, all of that happened in between in the span of what I want to say three years. Wow, man, that's a lot. Yeah, it's like uh, one thing would happen and before I would have a chance to actually process it and get through it and past it, something else would happen. Yeah. And so that's like... (laughs) It made it made things a challenge, man. Yeah, I bet. But now that I've been chilled out and with the aid of what I need to be taking for myself, and the company of a good woman and good people, yeah, that's been a good combination for a decent remedy. Have you done any therapy or anything? Oh yeah, like I had a therapist that I talked to, but frustratingly enough, I got a letter in the mail one day saying that she was closing her practice because she thought. God was calling her to do something else, which I I can respect on a religious aspect. But me personally, I was mad as shit when I read that letter. I'm like, just say you want to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you have to state it like that? Like, ah, I appreciate that. Some people might respect that more. Yeah. But some people don't. That was my favorite therapist. And it was, it felt like a really good connection and felt like I was going to go get to my healthiest point through that person. Yeah. And when they announced their closing of their practice with that attached to it, I was just pissed. And so I dropped therapy for a while, but I did get a psychiatrist. Okay. So I could, uh, in case they thought I needed some prescription aid Mm -hmm. that that would help me out. 
at the bare minimum, I, I wanted one of those things, one or the other. Yeah. So is it just basically general PTSD that you have a diagnosis for? I have a diagnosis for anxiety. I get certain moments where I can calm it down. I've gotten to a point where I can calm it down on my own mm-hmm. with a focus and I guess in a f- form meditation. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I got that, I still have moments where I'm like, okay, so I have a prescription for anxiety that's take as needed, which is really spread out, thank- thankfully. Yeah. But uh, I, I also have a prescription for severe depression, which I think it's the generic for effects or... It used to be on Lexapro. That wasn't good. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I've heard that. that. That's not that great. Yeah, I at haven't... least from somebody that experienced that. I haven't heard many positive reviews. Mm. That's why that green needs to come around, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep the green alive. Please. Shit, well, you just said something that reminded me of something else. Am I um, affecting you with my forgetfulness? <clears throat> no, I already have that. <laughs> I already have the for- forgetness. Forgetedness. Oh, that was what it was. The focus. Did someone teach you or have like a method to show you or is that just kind of a self-taught? Well, actually, calming? whenever I had that therapist that I said I really enjoyed and it was mm-hmm. great, uh, she told me more of the science behind it rather than... I had the option for her to be faith-based with it and I was like, not interested in that. <laughs> I want more science. Mm-hmm. Something I can actually tangibly understand. Right, right. And... Uh, she obliged. She told me, you know, explained neural pathways and how like the more etched in something is, the harder it is to break off from that and create a new one. And the for, the, the secret to that is just habitually doing what is correct as opposed to the more negative route. Right. And whenever she explained it that way to me, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it kind of gives me an illustration that I feel like I can keep in my head and catch myself whenever I'm going down a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If you can picture picturing something I think would help anybody. You have something that you you know, you close your eyes, you can still see something, you're imagining something. So that'd be like a path, you know, like if you're going down the wrong path. This path is the path of depression. Yeah. But look look to your right or look to your left and there's other there's other ways you can go and that's where that's the direction you want to go. You need to go away from that. Like whenever like visualization for most things involving your own mind it's fascinating because whenever i try to pull something from memory i actually picture it just like that in that movie Dreamcatcher. <laughs> if you've oh, ever yeah. seen that yeah where he's like in his own head with all these files and books laying around i'm yep. like that's how i look at it yeah definitely once i saw that movie i'm like that's it <laughs> yeah I, I drew a picture for my friend the other day about what pops into my head where it's like if someone were to give me a little piece of information what the light bulb looks like it's like that information whatever you just said is the little light bulb that lights up a little area in my memory circuit and all i can see is what's around that light bulb but once i see something i can it's like the light spreads it starts to spread to other things that i can see and then i can access all these different parts of the files and everything that's a good way to look at it too yeah, it's kind of it's, but I have to have that little little bit of information, that light, in order to actually see something. I can't just. It's just like I'm plunging into the darkness, the abyss of nothing. You know, I can't. I can't grab anything. I'm just trying to, just hopelessly grab a memory somewhere, and but I have to have some sort of direction or a little bit of light. Yeah, and sometimes it's brighter than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you've been on reach my age. 
I'm only 28, and I just having a seven year old makes me feel way older. Yeah, Born man. on January 1st. January 1st. It's about similar to my dad. I think he had, yeah, he had me when he was 21. Mom had me when she was 21. I was at least. I don't remember how old I was when Zoe was born. I was 21. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's when I I released myself from seeing all adults and my parents as you know like infallible in a way of uh, grown ups. They're grown ups. They're responsible. They've they've lived life. They don't make mistakes longer than I. That kind of mentality. Just randomly one day, I think it was when I was 34. How old am I? 37. I think it was more like 32 that I just happened to realize one day I thought that my dad at 32, I was this age. It made me think, so what if I had a kid right now at that age in that same comparison? I'm trying to, uh, it made me think, like put myself into my dad's shoes at that age and thinking, okay, well now maybe I understand why he was an asshole you know, sometimes because yeah. I definitely would have been an asshole, you know, 10 years ago and, you know, not really knowing what kind of impact I would have on a child because I just wasn't fully developed in my head and haven't experienced enough life, you know. So I still think that things could have been handled <laughs> very differently <laughs> in such certain situations, but uh, it made me realize that no one is perfect and these uh, ultimate figures in my head of responsible adults is just a complete fabrication and quote response. No one is better than anyone else. We're all the same. No we just, kidding. people just tend to uh, be lazy or uh, not care sometimes. And that, that makes a big difference about, you know, who you are and what you, what kind of impact you have on people and your surroundings. But that really changed me. That just, that changed my whole mindset. I don't know what it was, but it just clicked something in my head really changed it's always good yeah it was definitely for the for the better i'm glad that happened i find epiphanies are always good yeah except when they're not if anytime i say the word epiphany i think of i think of homer simpson in the simpsons movie oh the movie yeah. good lord i took a chick on a date to see that movie yeah and <laughs> it was a stupid call at that age by the time that came out i was new to the whole makeout scene so i just wanted somebody to do that with and so i did during that movie but i had one eye on the screen the whole time Uh oh yeah <laughs> distracted makeout session yeah she, she never caught it oh she caught it <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil this for me <laughs> i just foiled your memory foiled foiled again it's five thirteen. i don't know what else to talk about right now i think i'm kind of just personally off today a little bit been in a weird mindset today how so want to talk about it i don't know i don't know what to talk about (laughs) but um it's not like a depression thing it's not i'm not angry i'm not like a stillness yeah well there's always this looming feeling that i don't have enough time i don't have time for anything i gathered that from some of your other episodes and i always because i always have shit to do i have tons of stuff i would love to be doing at all times and i I tend to stack my plate a little too high and I think I think I give the impression out online that you know if I post a guitar video or something sometimes when I do that I think people that I tell I'm limited on time they think well he's got time to post these stupid videos <laughs> you That's know fair <laughs> and and you know sometimes that video could be the result of an hour of playing 
or it could be within six minutes of playtime. And that's all I get for the entire week, you know, because I'm doing other shit. So, I mean, lately I've been playing more guitar, which I'm happy, happy about. And I want to keep doing that. I need to be playing every day to keep up the chops or, you know, at least like improve in some, some way, you know, not, I, I don't like to just maintain. I'd like to kind of be on a uphill, you know, thing where I'm just, I'm getting somewhere, yeah. you know, chugging along. I mean, that's the typical general mindset <clears throat> of a creator. Yeah. Uh, Got to challenge yourself once in a while. Right. See if you can get better. And that's what I want to do this year too, is I want to draw more. I want to create. I'm I, like earlier today, I'm working on some uh, projects out of copper, copper pipe and fittings and stuff since I'm a plumber and just knowing how to put stuff together and, and create art that way. Some of these are Christmas presents that I've yet to give, give out. Oh, so nice. not, we're not doing uh, family Christmas until like another two weeks. Oh, <laughs> That's the only time we can all get together. Oh, man. Um, but anyway, so doing stuff like that, I've, I've, I'm working on another illustration for someone for Christmas too. That's takes a lot of time drawing. I didn't realize it was going to take this much time, but it's kind of inspired me to want to draw more in general and, and maybe do some painting. I've pretty much tried and quit painting about 30 times so far. And I never get past one canvas because I get frustrated because I don't know what I'm doing. And I think, fuck, this is taking so long <laughs> and it looks like garbage. So I get discouraged and then I just don't for a long time. Oh man, I'm probably in a whole different uh, magnitude of that. Anytime I try to draw anything, it always ends up being a, like a stick figure. And I'm like, I fucking so Why do I do this? <laughs> but Desiree, she's a legitimate, really talented artist. She paints, she sketches and she, she's been kind of like in a stillness with the creativity mm -hmm. and it sucks when you don't have that, like you have that block. Yeah. I know you know that. I've had that with music for sure. Yes. I've had that with entertaining in general because I've tried different YouTube experiences. Mm, right, right. Once I hit this podcast, I feel like I noticed that I've, I'm in a much better positive space because I'm like, I'm creating again. Yeah. It's been years definitely. since I've gotten to do that. Yeah, and that's how I feel about this more and more. It's like music. It's like, that's why I take so much time editing and I try to put put something nice out there because I treat it like a song. It's like, I'm. this is, this is, this episode is a song. It's a specific, unique creation. And that's, that's what it is. Here it is. So that's, that's kind of what I've, I think that's why I'm more excited about, about this kind of like how I used to be about music when I first started. It's like the same thing, you know, just like a re rebirth of creation of some sort. Speaking of creating, did I read somewhere that you're working on an album? Yeah, I've got a couple songs, I think. I think I've got two that are, I mean, they're not done, done, but like, yeah. the structure is pretty much there. Would it be, didn't it, you say it was like a solo project with uh, some features, something like that? Yeah, so far it's just, just me writing whatever, whenever I can. I haven't spent any time with it lately, but I think I did for like a month. Bet you'd feel solid. pretty good turning back to it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that definitely. Because I showed somebody something the other day and it reminded me. Oh, I need to get back on this. I'm guessing and, their and that, reaction was like, "That's pretty good, man." <laughs> no, they were. They thought it was okay. I was talking to Desiree <laughs> about you before I headed over. I'm like, uh, just giving her like general backstory about who you are, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man can shred too. He's, he's fucking good." <laughs> Like one of your, you posted what you thought was like sloppy, chaotic metal. And mm. I'm like, no, nah, it sounds pretty good, actually. And I was like, kind of remind, reminds me of Ocean's 8 Alaska. I don't know that. that oh, band. man. They're a chaotic metal band from the UK. I actually got the, op I think they're on Fearless. 
maybe i don't remember <laughs> doesn't matter uh i got my jellyfish tattoo which is like the most gnarly tattoo i've ever gotten yeah loosely based off of their album artwork which is a jellyfish okay and whenever i went to a show to see them I, after their set they went to their table and I'm, i was like i'm gonna go talk to them and show them this fucking jellyfish <laughs> And uh, I let him know, like, you guys were one of the influences for me to get this tattoo. And the vocalist just leans in and he goes, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and he called the band over and he was like, we got to get a picture with this dude. And I'm like, this band is cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they got a picture of me and they they were, I think from their perspective, they felt really cool that somebody came up and showed him that. Yeah. Which I, I can't understand that dynamic, but they were cool dudes, man. It's a good band too. It's awesome to see somebody inspired from your creation, something that you just created and it inspires somebody and just the smallest way is very rewarding, but it's something like a tattoo. That's, that's serious. Music inspired <laughs> tattoos. If you do it right, not just the band's logo, but yeah. I mean, like, well, I have a demon hunter logo it, up here. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Shit. I've got a monster logo on my leg. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, ironically that's still a band i haven't i have yet to see live too but i love demon hunter man yeah i don't tend to like bands that are under christian labels because i feel like creatively they're being held back mm -hmm. when you could st like I, I have a lot of respect for switchfoot because they're not under a christian label but they choose to do their thing a religious way without being preachy at the same time yeah how switchfoot does their thing I, it's awesome i still love that band first album i ever bought was the beautiful letdown Quite a while ago, right? Yeah, that was the one with Meant to Live, Dairy to Move. I bought that in North Carolina when I was visiting my father. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got some memories. Terrorizing Greg and Spencer. Greg is my other half-brother, which, of course, growing up, as long as we have, uh, we're like, we're not going to say that half shit, right? We're fucking brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we would terrorize each other all the time. Like, I remember that same visit whenever I did buy that album. That was also in LimeWire times too. I downloaded a lot of stuff at their house. Yeah, they both had to work, so it was just these three young boys at home alone all day for most days during the summer, Yikes. which is always a good idea. Yeah, that sounds like a broken arm. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't that bad, but there was a day where Greg was just pissing me the fuck off, man. And I don't even remember what it was. It was probably stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and. uh for some reason, he was like in his fucking underwear all day, like a lot of us were, because fuck it, yeah. <laughs> we're kids, we don't have nothing to do. Yeah, Still weird to think about, but not weird. I don't know. <laughs> Family's weird. <laughs> not if you've ever been a young boy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he was pissing me off. That was his clothing, and it plays into this because I just took my hand, and I s perfect slap on his fucking pale-ass thigh. <laughs> Because he's also a ginger, so you know he's extra pale, and this is probably going to hurt more. Yeah. And he cried. I tattooed his leg with my hand. It was welted, and, like, you could see the creases in my palm on his leg. <laughs> That's serious. I hit him hard, man, and he de he deserved it. I'm not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever parents came home, uh, they saw his leg, and they're like, oh, well, you're grounded for sure. And I'm like, this was way outside of my character, but I actually looked at him and I said, it was worth it. <laughs> they probably looked at each other like, what? It was worth What's it. What's wrong with <laughs> If I can ever convince Greg to listen to this, I'm still not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be at my wedding party, hopefully. Oh, 
he's gonna slap the shit out of your leg. Oh no! You just put the idea <laughs> in his head. <laughs> Payback. Fuck. <laughs> Do you have siblings? I have a little sister. Protective. Young, younger sister. Put in the right circumstances. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna have a sister-in-law soon, and on Desi's side too. Yeah. About to gain two sister-in-laws, and I'm very protective over uh, hers because I'm not uh, the one my brother is marrying. I just haven't had the opportunity to get really super close with her. Uh-huh. It's just a time thing. Yeah. Not she's a decent person. Just haven't been in the same room for too many times. Yeah. Then there's Desiree's sister, and I I have gotten pretty close with her. I've, we've spent a lot of time together because of Desiree. Yeah. And I'm pretty protective over her. Yeah. She's uh. It's like she, instinctual. Yeah, she's like 23, and I've always wanted a sister because I've had all this stupid testosterone around me for so long. <laughs> right, right. And uh, she's 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 a cool person. She's a weird bird, too. But, yeah. But in an entertaining way. If anybody, like, messed with her, I'd be super pissed. <laughs> she doesn't deserve this shit! Yeah. That's not a terrible quality. It just depends on how, you know... If you I'm can, not overbearing. If you can, <laughs> yeah, if you can control yourself. I'm a helicopter parent now. Yeah. <laughs> parent from afar. <laughs> She already has two decent parents. She doesn't need a third. Good thing I know that. That is good. Man, I think I'm going to have to call this. Unless you have something really nice to talk about. I have to pee real bad. Is that nice? (laughs) Yeah, I think I got to go too. (laughs) That's usually a pretty good tell. uh, I got to pee. Yeah, I got to (laughs) pee. Think about liar, liar. Can you hold it? I can. (laughs) But I heard if you hold it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to hurt ourselves here. All right. So, yeah, man, we talked about some good stuff. Um, So your podcast is? Uh, It's called Tanya's Kid. (laughs) Tanya's Kid. Not Tanya. Not Tanya. But if you're familiar with Tanya, it's spelled like Tanya. (laughs) Exactly. But not with an O because it's Tanya. T. T-A-N-Y-A-K-I-D. On it, on social media platforms, it's mostly it. Tanya's Kid Podcast. Yeah, and you said iTunes. You finally got yeah, that. I finally well, got that straightened out. Apple is a weird, a weird Apple. But it's worth it. Definitely. They're popular. Just make sure to mark it explicit and oh, yeah, right. all of that uploading Not for jargon. children. <laughs> yes. I don't want kids listening to this. I had a little, whenever I started it, I was like, the podcast for everyone, except for kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even though kids in the title. I don't want to do a podcast for kids. <laughs> yeah. Sounds awful. I want no limits. All right, so check out Tanya's podcast. Tanya's kids. What is it? Tanya's kids. <laughs> Tanya's kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And uh, anything else you want to mention? No, Throw man. out, promote. I was super happy to be on. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming over and doing this, and uh, we'll do it again. Appreciate you having me, man. Love everybody. Love everybody that listened. I love all of you. Bye-bye. Rusty's Escape Pod. Rusty's Escape Pod.